0: Hey, John, uh, that was a fascinating interview with Genevieve uh, Schmidt uh, from Women Riders Now, or the founder of Women Riders Now. Uh, an interesting voice for women in motorcycling. The one thing that surprised me that she said today was that she wasn't a fan of the uh, EVs, the uh, Livewire uh, motorcycle, and uh, she felt as though it uh, wasn't exactly the right direction. I'm not sure
1: she said she wasn't a fan. She just was saying that, that the experience is a bit diminished, I think, maybe.
0: Yeah, I think that that's probably better. Better said. I just was surprised because I, I agree that the Livewire represents a really good opportunity for uh, women riders in particular because of its uh, uh, its lower weight uh, and it's uh, maybe slightly less uh, demanding physical uh, presentation. So, yeah, absolutely.
1: What a, what a what an awesome uh, interview though with her. She is uh, delightful, and it was it was a lot of fun. It went by really quick.
0: It went by really quick. It was great and that uh, we were clearly simpatico. Yeah,
1: whatever that means. Thanks, Mark. Welcome to the Behind the Bars podcast, where we discuss all things motorcycles, memories, and mayhem. Ah, oh, this is awesome. Sponsored by Wilkins Harley-Davidson. Let's get this thing started. Here's John and Mark. So on the line with us today, very excited, Genevieve Schmidt, with, who is the founder of WomenWritersNow.com? Welcome, Genevieve. Welcome, Genevieve.
2: Thank you. Hello, guys.
1: So, we just kind of uh, we were just talking prior to kicking this thing off before the recording. And, uh, you know, Mark here, he does all this research on you, Genevieve. And I feel for him because I, I think he's sad now. He's sort of with all the accolades and all the things you've accomplished in your life. He uh, you know he knows we only really only have about 15 20 minutes for our listeners but Mark is just crossing things off and he's just disappointed that we won't be touching on all these topics but we're going to launch right off here with womenridersnow.com which is a web- website that you founded and it's womenridersnow.com correct Correct Okay correct. So Genevieve what what wh- where did this come from what did this what's this website all about for our listeners that have not been on here.
2: Yeah, so Women Writers Now was an idea that I came up with in 2005. um, I had actually been the editor, founding editor, of a print magazine called Woman Writer Magazine that Ellert Publishing published, which Ellert um, publishes Writer Magazine, which has been around for many, many years. And we did an offshoot of Woman Writer. And in 2004, this is a little fun history, 2004, the publisher said, you know, we, we really don't think the market is there for women motorcycling. We can't sustain the print magazine. We're going to fold it. And I said, you guys are crazy. The women's thing is taking off. And so in the first time in my life, I was let go from a company. I've always had control of my own exit of a, of a company, but I was let go. And I was, of course, my ego was bruised. But I took the severance money, and I, I started looking at the Internet. Now, this is 2004, 2005, and I said, my gosh, you know, the Internet's taking off. Um, you know, this is pre Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you, we didn't even have YouTube, you guys, back then. And I took the severance money and I built the first version of the of womenridersnow.com, um, with a, with a with a developer, a software developer that I knew, and he created an online resource for female motorcyclists. Um, and it has since gone through several iterations. But quite frankly, over the twelve years that it's been in existence, let's see, thirteen years now, two thousand six. It um, it still really stands alone as the primary resource online uh, from a really non-biased, all-brand, journalistic standpoint for female female writers.
1: Mark, what do you think of that?
0: Well, I I think it's fantastic. You're clearly before your time here. We're certainly recently witnessing uh, an amazing movement going on for women, and clearly you are way ahead of the game here, Genevieve.
2: You say that, Mark, because I've always felt that my timing was always before the real thing was happening in the big time world. But in this case, so like that's kind of like within, with my with my career. But um, but with in this case, I feel that we like the growth that we're seeing now. So the numbers just came out from the MIC that I think 19 percent of new bike new motorcycle owners are female. And I would like to think that I, in my website, and all the people that helped me with that, contributed to that growth.
0: Um, Undoubtedly, that's true, Genevieve.
2: So, yeah, and so that's kind of nice. And I did just get a really nice, and uh, you may have brought this up, and please, I'm trying to say this humbly, a really nice honor from the AMA, which is a validation that all this work that I've been doing, quite frankly, a lot of sweat equity and passion, I did make some good money on it, but it was definitely' well, not rich off the website, you know. Um, it, it was a passion project and, it, and it's nice to see so many more of them in writing, and I'd like to think the website you know had some effect.
0: Genevieve, okay. so so you must be referring to the Bessie Stringfield Award that you just received last month. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah fantastic congratulations to you on that that yes, is an that amazing is honor amazing. that is really well you know it's just one of her honors john it's it's unbelievable uh-huh. when you look at when you look at genevieve's resume i mean not only has she just won the best c stringfield award but she's also been inducted into the las vegas motorcycle hall of fame that, mm-hmm. that happened in 2017 yes and if that weren't enough She's also in the Sturgis Motorcycle Museum Hall of Fame, so we are we are really amongst royalty here.
1: Tell us, to, 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 well, you, you can compliment her all you want. That's just not going to get you anywhere. She's taken. <laughs> I'm not
0: trying to go but, anywhere. But
1: but uh, uh, Genevieve, tell us tell us about the Bessie Stringfield Award. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, so that was I was so humbled. You know, guys, I have actually stepped back a little bit from the industry since. Um, website on to a new owner in 2017 we kind of kept it under the qt under wraps Complementary to the in the uh, Hall of Fame induction that they do. And they created it in the year 2000. And um, they've given it, I would say every year. They skip a few years. But I'm the 2019 recipient. And what it does is, because she was black and a woman, it honors people who put the spotlight on emerging markets. And women are still considered an emerging market in motorcycling.
1: Why, why is that, Genevieve? Well, you
2: know, it By the nature of the sport, you know, motorcycles are a machine. uh, You know, they're a um, they're not for every female. Well, I don't think we'll ever ever see you know fifty percent women, fifty percent men. It's just not the way it is. Women are just not that way with automotive and motorcycles. Um, It's nice to see the growth. It goes concurrently with women in other sports. We're seeing you know women with extreme sports. You know, BMX riding, downhill skiing, um, you know, all the other, well, not that, that's extreme, but, you know, the uh, free walk, free walk, free ride skiing, those freestyle skiing. Women are just quite a climb in the ranks and all those other things. So it's natural that they would gravitate to motorcycling as well in the day
0: and age. Genevieve, that's interesting. I I am curious about what do you think about how the manufacturers of motorcycles across all brands, um, how are they doing addressing motorcycle models that, uh, you know, that are suited for women. What what What's your thought on that?
2: You know, that's a really good question, and it's kind of the age-old question. It, I think they're doing a good job. I really do. In the last um, five to six years, we've seen a lot of smaller displacement, um, kind of retro-y kind of motorcycles come out, um, you know, the whole trying to reach the millennial set. Um, and women are benefiting from those smaller bikes because it's nice to Start out on a smaller bike. We all don't need that through our motorcycling life, but technically, it's nice to start out. So, you know, you can't say the industry is addressing it. They are. They have, and they are addressing it with machines that suit um, a smaller rider stature when they start out.
1: Do we think? Do you, what are your thoughts on on EV as far as removing? Uh, you know, I mean, clutches over the years have gotten easier to engage and disengage but now with ev coming out clutchless systems that you just sit on the motorcycle and go and you don't have to deal with a, a lot of the the um shifting and things that were sometimes a little complex or a little difficult for hand strength or whatever the case may be do you think that's going to make an impact
2: you know i have a, i have a real opinion on that um i assume ev is means electric vehicles yes right? my
1: apologies okay.
2: That's why I just want to confirm because I did see you guys on your on your previous podcast did a lot with the live wire and the electric motorcycle. You know, um, it's fine. I honestly think it's gonna it's gonna taint the motorcycling experience not having a clutch and a shifter, let alone an engine sound. Um, you know, I I think I've been kind of looking at society and what's going on with some trends and like I was I was visiting one of my. 24-year-old friend, and I'm not that age, I'll just say that, I could be her mother, and she had a record player in her house. I said, what are you doing with a record player? oh yeah, we love records. I'm like, oh my gosh, records are coming back. You know, we thought that these CFL light bulbs were going to be all the hit. You know what, I love my old uh, Edison, They're bringing back Edison light bulbs. And, and, and then, you know, um, just older things, I think the authenticity of original things There's some value there. And we think we, you know, progression and progress is okay, but to what point do you go enough is enough? And let's just remember our roots and motorcycles, especially Harley-Davidson. I mean, a clutchless Harley? A soundless Harley? I don't know, guys. I've not jumped on the live wire bandwagon I, I'm well, sorry to be the
1: naysayer but I'm not I'm not a proponent so so Genevieve two, two things one you mentioned the the, the, the previous podcast we did that talked about live wear, where where mark um, unfortunately his uh, his performance led to our first one star review um, which is which is unfortunate but my performance and secondly <laughs> secondly your 24 24 year old friend she likely would not live without her iPhone or her podcast or her digital um, music. But then on the side, it's cool to have the record player as well. So my thinking is, is that this, this whole electric vehicle idea opens up a whole nother world for folks. And that, that, that what's old is then going to be new again somewhere down the road. But I'm just thinking that the, as, as, a, as a person that works with new riders or, or students that are learning to ride out in the Riding Academy course, if we didn't have to pull in the clutch or, or disengage the clutch or even deal with that, I feel like it just opens a whole other door to both men and women, but women especially, because now we're just dealing with the, with the, uh, the weight of the motorcycle as the only obstacle.
2: I totally agree with you that it does open the door wider, absolutely, to the sport of motorcycling, with those um, barriers removed, those perceived barriers removed. Um, and so, you know, the scooter crowd may say, hey, let's ride a motorcycle. You know, they might those who love scooters. You know, and so, absolutely, I, in terms of the health of our industry, the growth, we do need it. We need it. We're 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 experiencing a bit of a down downward trend, and we do need to. Find ways to, to move forward, and for certain, especially with you know the, the uh, environmental reasons alone, we have to do that. But oh, that said,
1: that's that's near and dear to Mark's heart. Is uh, is this environmental thing? He's he is. You, you you literally just lit up his whole world.
0: You what? You okay. know, you know Gen, Genevieve John is forever trying to paint me as like this hippie tree hugger, and nothing could be further from the truth. Do you eat? Do you eat a lot of kale? I, I eat a lot of kale. Are you into CBD oils now? I, I am into CBD oils. Okay. yes. Do you uh,
1: do you walk amongst the trees at times?
0: I uh, pretty often, yes. Okay. But that
1: uh, ask your question. Let, let,
0: let's focus on Genevieve, not me. I'm not nearly as interesting. Genevieve you know, what are the obstacles in your mind that, uh, limit women, uh, from joining riding? Is it, is it their own lack of confidence? Do you think it's cultural? Is it the machine? I mean, I'm sure it's a little bit of all of those things, but what do you feel is the most significant obstacle that keeps women, uh, are the few women, uh, who are still like hesitant from getting on the bikes? Yeah, you hit it. It's all of
2: them, but it's, Want to stack them in order? It is their own perceived lack of confidence. Number one, and number two, because I just met—I just met a woman who's like 61, and she's like, "Oh, I'd love to do that someday," but she sees it's such a big thing to get. Like, how do you get from here to there? How do you go from being a non-rider to a rider? It seems so large. And as you know, teaching classes, and when I used to give speeches to people i I say it's all about baby steps you take one step at a time and then you become a writer and we as you know professionals outline those steps so it's the perceived that it's too hard to do um and that i can't do it i i physically can't do it because i'm i
0: Genevieve um, how would uh, how would you grade men uh, in with regard to acceptance and is that a part of the obstacle Are, do you notice men um, being open-minded about this or is that still part of the issue that's a really good question you know
2: I think I don't think it's an issue but was in my 30th year.
0: agree with you, but I do also witness some of the things you just described, which is that good old boy sort of, you know, macho-ness gone awry, uh, which I think can still be a factor as a woman looks at the opportunity, you know, and I'm concerned about that. We want to make sure uh, that men are opening their minds to this as well, because it seems perfectly natural to me. So, you know, I want to point out an interesting article. on, uh, WRN, uh, women Riders now that I thought was really funny. And I wanted to see, um, see if we could play a little game with John Genevieve. So uh, there's an article, uh, on, on the the website that says that's about stupid things said to motorcycle riders that you wrote. Um, and it's a list of six stupid things that uh, have been said to motorcycle riders. Now I know John has said all of these six. So what I want to do is I want to put out You notice Mark
1: has gotten really confident in the past few minutes. And you wanna know why, Genevieve? Why? Because you keep on responding to every question that he asks with a response, That's a great question. And then you answer oh. you answer and and every single time you say that, you hear him you hear him giggling over here. He he, he perks right up like a like a schoolboy that that has been displayed in front of the class as the as the just a perfect student so it's just it's sickening to me and I, i'll i'll tell you i was looking forward to this <laughs> interview today but it's a bit of it has been destroyed for me oh, am i slapping
0: that gold star on too much oh. yeah i think you are i would
1: tame it if you if possible okay so, so, so
2: i'll pull it back
0: i'll pull it back all right so so the first stupid thing that said uh, to motorcycle riders who that john has certainly said is quote there are two kinds of riders, those who go down and those who are going to go down. How do you respond to that, Genevieve?
2: That, um, yeah, I wrote the article. That's what they say.
1: It's Obviously, Mark. It's
2: say that because I know people who haven't ever gone down. So why do people say that? They're predicating that you're going to fall. You're going
0: to crash. John, do you, have you used that expression? Yes, I have. Okay, good. I'm glad yes, you I have. Heard.
1: Well, here's the thing. Let me just tell you is that, that I'm not saying those who are going to go down. I, I say that a lot of women are very honest about if they've tipped a motorcycle over men will will lie about that a lot of men will lie about that. it's just been my experience i've seen guys tip over in a parking lot and then if you were to ask me ever tipped over no that's their answer so I, I maybe it's a variation of that of that statement, Mark. Thank you. you. You want to make me look like a jerk some more. Go ahead. Call out another one that Genevieve wrote.
0: Well, number 5 says it that, that's that a stupid question often is is that your old man's bike? I would never say that. You said that. No
1: I did not. I when you I, I'm going to turn off your microphone if you keep that shit up.
0: So now that's completely sexist bullshit right there. Yeah, it is is sexist that your bullshit. old man's bike?
1: I've never said that.
0: Well, maybe you didn't what, say old man's bike, but
1: I, mean, I would never say that, Genevieve. He's trying to make me look like an asshole now.
0: <laughs> no, John really did not say that. Yeah, I, thank I, you, I, Mark.
1: Thanks for the clarification before we get blasted with fan mail for you and people that are mad at me.
0: Well, you know, you know John, that um, uh, this podcast is based a little bit on you know, our differing personalities. And you some, think? Yeah, you think. To some degree. Anyway,
1: let's keep this about Genevieve. Yes. So um, We are going to run out of time, by the way. FYI, we're a r- r- rough right around 20 minutes here. So at some point in time, if you have some really thoughtful questions that Genevieve is really excited about, maybe you could ask those now. Wow.
0: Your nose is way out of joint here. <laughs> I mean, really? So I, I will ask one more question, um, Genevieve. And I, I, I was so inspired by this other article that I read on Women Riders Now. Um, This one was written by uh, Brittany Morrow. You probably remember. uh, The article is called um, The Motorcycle Crash That Changed Her Life. Basically, I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Do you recall the article? I do recall the article, yes. I thought it was a fascinating account of a woman who had um, a very uh, harrowing experience uh, in a motorcycle crash and yet has risen from that and talks completely about how she's overcome her fear and uh, how, how a significant motorcycle riding has remained even after such a, uh, an emotional and psychologically and physically damaging experience. So uh, do you know Brittany? I do know Brittany, and I've, I've heard her give
2: speeches um, at dealerships and, and events about her experience. Um, she's really turned what was an, a horrible accident uh, at in Her life into a, a great thing with, within the motorcycle community, teaching the benefits of being all geared up. Um, and we really, we really need that teaching. And she's got scars, and to, to prove it. Um, and she, I think she's ten years out now. And we're really blessed to have her on the Whip Riders Now team because she's not only young and appeals to the younger set, but she's very um, poised and has a great voice and, and a story that just when you see the photos, your draws drop. Your draw drops. Looking at what he went through, he rode on the back of a sport bike with sneakers and a and a top and, and shorts and a top and uh, maybe jeans and fell like really bad on a crash hmm. and like you know had all these you know road rash on her body and I, and I think she can't like even bear kids have be able to bear children like get pregnant because of the the damage done to her body hmm. and so she talks about that um, how it impacted her in a big way. And, you know, I got to tell you, and real quick, I know we're wrapping up, guys, but I, I, I always wrestle with how much do I want to put on the website about crashing. You know, we're trying to grow the sport. We're trying to empower people to rise. But it's empowering them with the knowledge of how to prevent the crash and how to be safe is how we take the pro articles like that. And that's the vein in which she writes.
1: Yeah, it's a fine line, right? I mean, I think you have to talk about it enough that uh, people know it's a potential, but um, You know, we deal with that as well. I mean, you, I think you do have to discuss it, and and all the gear, all the time, is is extremely important. And maybe the only way to maybe sometimes get that point across is by referencing. Sometimes accidents happen, right? Is is so? Yeah. I yeah. think it's it is a you know, fine line. I have to
2: another quick thing about that that article you found, Mark. Um, You know, the stupidest things people say to motorcyclists. You know, I'm a really old. School journalist who likes to write really sound articles, and I've done that most of my career, but I realized on the internet that there was an insatiable appetite for these sort of BuzzFeed type, candy type of articles. And I post, I, I said, well, that would just be a fun one to write. I banged it out in 45 minutes. My colleague, Trisha Zaleski, also contributed. And that is probably the most viewed shared article on Women Writers Now of all time. And it's crazy because it's a dumb article. It's used to what people are wanting Sometimes from the internet Well you know I,
0: I think you're right I, I, But I think part of why that's shared So often as it is is because It's so ridiculous It, it, it kind of pokes fun at, at some fairly poor attitudes In the sport And uh, I think it, there's a lot to learn From the, how silly those questions really are
2: Well yeah it, Exactly and, and, and how far we kind of have to go Yes. But we still ask
1: those really questions. Those things are still said, you know? Well, Genevieve, we've taken up a lot of your time. I know you're really, really busy. Um, We sincerely appreciate your time. I know um, Mark is going to spend the rest of the day giddy that that he was just um, uh, interacted with in this manner, that somebody actually appreciates his, uh, his questions and thoughts. Um, so we do appreciate this, and uh, we'd love to have you back at a later time. And this is uh, Genevieve Schmidt. Genevieve, thank you so much for uh, for taking our call.
0: Genevieve, well, th- it's an honor. It's an honor to be a part of your podcast. Thank you so much, Genevieve, and and John for what it's worth. I think you held your own.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Genevieve.
0: <laughs> You're welcome, guys. Thank you
1: so much. Thanks for listening to the Behind the Bars podcast, sponsored by Wilkins Harley-Davidson. Stay tuned for our next exciting
2: podcast. Check out additional information on WilkinsHarley.com.